It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kicking down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kvist, licensed nutritionist, and this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today, we will be focusing mainly on men's health, especially on prostate health. So if you have a dad or a brother or a husband or even a son that is starting to have symptoms of an enlarged prostate, give them a call and have them tune in. We know that more than 50% of men over the age of 60 and 90% of men over the age of 70 struggle with symptoms of an inflamed prostate. And joining me today as our co-host is Kate Crosby. Kate is a nutrition educator and counselor and sees clients in both our Lakeville office and our North Oaks office. Kate has, you know, you, when I look over your list of clients, Kate... Yes. I would say you seem to have more men who make appointments with you than, you know, some of our Hmm. other dietitians and nutritionists. So what do you think accounts for that? Well, maybe it's my life experiences. What what does that mean? (laughs) My age. (laughs) Well, you know, somebody, they have to make appointments with someone besides me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm there. Uh, You know, and I think that at my age, men are comfortable discussing their symptoms. And let's face it, a lot of men have prostate problems, either cancer of the prostate or maybe just an inflamed prostate, but lots of symptoms. Lots of symptoms, that's for sure. And we see more and more men are coming, coming in, in and saying, I got some problems here. Right. So to bring depth and answer this common problem, we have invited our friend, Thank you. And a local nutrition expert, Greg Peterson, to share some of the current research and some nutritional strategies that people can use to combat prostate problems. Love to be here. It's always always a pleasure, you know. It's great having you. You know, lots of our listeners remember Greg. He's been on Dishing Up Nutrition many times. And I think one of the things that we love about it is that he brings a wealth of knowledge. He's got an amazing memory for Absolutely. key research studies. And he's got some real good life-changing nutritional protocols. And just to give him a little bit of background, Greg is vice president and co-founder of Nutridyne. And that's what it is, Nutridyne, right, Greg? Yes, we, we Change that. kind of shorten it down from Nutrition Dynamics to Nutridyne. It's easier to say, I think. Okay. Yeah, Catchier. Yeah, it is, yeah. So it's a company that's been around for how many years now? 1973. Okay. No way. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh, coming up on 40 years this next year. So he, they provide professional quality supplements. But the other thing you provide is ongoing nutritional education to lots of healthcare providers. And that's what you're here to do today, aren't you? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, welcome to the show. You know, Greg, I think a question that a lot of men are asking you know, why, what are we doing wrong in our lifestyle? Why are so many men having prostate problems? Do you think that's what people are asking, Kate, or not? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, in essence, they are, yeah. 
They got lots of symptoms. I think there's there's many reasons for it, you know, too. But I think one of the major ones now that affects men and women is all these estrogenic effects our environment is having on our health mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting one. So it's like people are, they just have too much estrogens in their bodies, don't they? Well, yeah, it's a case, you know, like men are not taking birth control pills, they're not taking Premarin, these kinds of medications and so right. forth, but they're also living in our environment and we're being exposed to herbicides, pesticides, plasticizers, et cetera, et cetera, that are so molecularly similar to estrogen mm-hmm. are that literally when we are exposed to them, they act like estrogens in our system. And that's what's creating a estrogen excess in a male body in all these different prostate problems, a big part of it. So, Greg, maybe could you give people a, a clear example of how that might occur? Um, you know, I always think of, uh, well, the interesting thing, if you leave a plastic water bottle in your car in the heat now. Mm-hmm. Not good. What are we drinking then? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The BPAs that bisphenol, you know, A that they talk about and so forth that is used in so many plastics. And even the, uh, I heard here recently too, the uh, substitute they use for BPA for the plasticizers and so forth is actually worse than BPA. So the story doesn't end just with getting rid of BPA. It says BPA2, I think they call it, as I recall. That's even worse as far as mm. estrogen factor and so on. So, you know, we men, we're, we're drinking, you know, from these uh, plastic, you know, containing bottles, like you say, Dow, when it gets warmed up, it really leaks that, you know, uh, estrogenic material into our, our bodies and so forth. You know, we eat uh, foods, if we're not eating or certified organic and so forth, we're eating foods, you know, that are just loaded with these different residues of the pesticides and insects pesticides and, and so forth and different kinds of fertilizers, uh, you know, industrial waste and so forth in the groundwater, you know, industrial wastes in the, the air and so forth, too. We're breathing that in. We're getting bombarded, you know, mm-hmm. by this, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you add to the fact that, um, you, you know, we many times when we have uh, uh, excessive fat, you know, too, I mean, I even... You know, I work out, as you know, like four or five, six times a week, sure. and I'm in mm-hmm. pretty good shape. But, you know, even at age 60, I've got a little bit of a belly, too. You know, I mean, it's almost impossible to have that. I'm not pulling up my shirt either, Kate, so yeah, I take my word for it. I'm looking at it here like, where is it, Greg? <laughs> and we know that that belly fat, it has um, an enzyme called aromatase, mm-hmm. and that aromatase converts our testosterone to estrogen. You know, so, uh, oh. you know, it's something that's almost impossible to avoid. Yeah. So you have environmental factors, you have, you know, this whole, you know, fat, you know, belly, belly fat, fat accumulation, mm-hmm. increasing this estrogenic effect in their systems. So all this estrogen, this extra estrogen, obviously leads to enlarged prostate, loss of muscle tone. But, you know, Greg, one of the things that I notice is that men about my age, 60s, mm-hmm. kind of think it's normal to have prostate issues. Uh, so what are the other health problems that can occur, you know, especially the hormonal ones that will start to occur with this? Well, first of all, Kate, you don't look 60. (laughs) You look great. So (laughs) let's clear that up right now. Okay. (laughs) Then then I think too, Kate, you know, when you say normal men in their sixties all now think that this is normal, normal. And, uh, it, I can remember, you know, when my dad was 60, when he, he was talked, seven, no, no, they didn't have prostate problems. Exactly. That's the, the issue. 
Yes. That's the issue. It really, it really is. And it's one of those things, too. It's it's rough on us guys, you know, too, because, um, you know, the, this excess estrogen, these prostate problems and so forth, it leads to a loss of sex drive. It reduces fertility. I um, think that's a key one right there, Greg. It reduces yeah. fertility, and men don't. And I'm seeing a lot of clients the with, with infertility yeah. issues where men's sperm count is it's very yeah. different nowadays than it was 20, 30 or, yes, years yes, ago. I agree. Yeah, they can see that statistically since uh, World War II, basically, uh, men's you know testosterone levels, statistically speaking, have declined year by year. You know, too. So now it is very, very low, and it's a fertility issue. It's a, you know, it's a confidence issue. If a man oh, yeah. you know cannot uh, perform sexually and so forth, doesn't have the the right drive, the erection yeah. abilities, and so forth, uh, it it kind of you know uh, erodes our self esteem, our confidence, mm-hmm. and so forth too. Mm-hmm. So besides you know um, the fatigue aspect of it, um, and you allude to a little bit more later on, I know Dar uh, about some of the uh, gynecomastia, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, accumulation mm-hmm. of the, the male breasts and so forth, those are, right. they're kind of rough uh, pills to swallow, you know. And I think it's kind of interesting because I remember some old research that came out that found that, you know, we think here in the Midwest we're in a pretty healthy area. Well, when they looked at men in New York City versus men in Minneapolis, actually men in Minneapolis, St. Paul area, had a lower fertility rate than men in New hmm. York City, which they were surprised at. Hmm. But again, they looked at that's because of our water runoff of all the all fertilized the pesticides, all the things, you know, because we're surrounded by farm country. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that's what's changing hmm. our fertility rate here. Hmm. So it's creating that high estrogens again for mm-hmm. men. And and men or couples, you know, men in particular in younger ages, I'm, I'm hearing these kinds of things. I mean, I hate to say it. I'm hearing these kinds of things from doctors, feedback, men in their mid to late 20s are already experiencing infertility, sexual, uh, you know, types of performance problems, problems. as well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think another thing that if men really want to avoid having, you know, an enlarged prostate or prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. They should really look carefully at how much alcohol they're drinking because alcohol consumption causes a dramatic rise in estrogen levels in the body. You better say that again, Dar. Alcohol creates more estrogen in the body. And I don't know, Kate, are you getting a little signal that we need to take a break? We need to take a break. All right, we'll hold on that and talk a little bit more when we come back. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. A new study from the UCLA College of Letters and Science is the first study to show that a diet high in fructose slows the brain, hampering memory and learning. So the bad news is eating a high fructose diet over long term alters your brain's ability to learn and remember information. But here's the good news. Adding omega-3 fatty acids, yep, that's like fish oil, um, wild-caught salmon, to your meals helps to minimize the damage. With questions about men's health today, call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Summer is too short. Wouldn't it be great if it lasted twice as long, twice the number of barefoot days, lazy picnics, and dips in the lake? Nutritional weight and wellness can't double the days of summer, but they can give you a summer twofer with their two-for-one summer class special. All summer long, you and a guest can take a one-night class, both of you, for the price of one admission. 
Sign up with a friend, relative, neighbor, anyone who shares your interest in learning how to look and feel your best. Using the latest in scientific research, Nutritional Weight and Wellness has crafted a variety of classes. Each will teach you how to use real food to create positive changes in your life and health. Classes are fun, fascinating, and this summer available at a two-for-one price. See all the two-for-one classes at weightandwellness.com. Sign up online at weightandwellness.com or pre-register by calling 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438 for Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, there are so many studies about what is good and what is not so beneficial. On July 8th, 2010, a study showed that vitamin E inhibits prostate cancer stem cells. Stem cells. So it inhibits cancer stem stem cells. I'm having trouble with that word. Well, it's... I know what it means, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but last week, Dr. Oz says, don't take vitamin E if you're concerned about prostate cancer. No, 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 no. So, Greg, what's your take on these two different reports? I think in a nutshell, Darth, I'll go into a real lengthy explanation on it and so forth, is that in the research that was done on vitamin E that was positive on reducing the risk to prostate cancer, they used natural D-alpha tocopherol, the natural form of vitamin E. All right. Mm-hmm. On this you know, you know, current you know, research that Dr. Oz is alluding to, they mm-hmm. used the synthetic form, the D-L alpha mm-hmm. tocopherol form, the, uh, the unnatural form of vitamin E. And I think that's a big difference. Totally different uh, action on the system between a natural nutritional compound and a synthetic petroleum-derived chemical you know, uh, nutrient. Well, and there we go again. And then I, you know, as kind of a skeptic on some of this, I would say, hmm, I wonder who was funding the two Which different study. studies. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's more like what pharmaceutical company was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, before break, we were talking, were talking about how actually alcohol increases estrogen levels in your body. So we often see the effects of extra estrogen on men who drink several beers at night. Oh, yeah, you do. They actually start to make and breasts. develop breasts. Yes. So estrogen causes the breast to grow. So it's really a body sign that, you know, your lifestyle is causing breast to grow. And it's a warning sign that cancer is not far behind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I bet there are not very many men, especially in their 20s and 30s, that are drinking the beer every night and they're starting to develop those men breasts, whatever we want to call them, that are thinking this. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. That inflammation, I think we should step back a sec here and, and define that kind of inflammation. I really like the way uh, Dr. Barry Sears, the author of the Anti-Inflammation Zone, d- defines it. He says that inflammation, the classic or acute inflammation, hurts. That's the kind we know when we sprain our ankle. But it's that silent, chronic inflammation that slowly kills. Eventually, this chronic inflammation can and will destroy tissue. That's the problem here. So if every morning you pull your car through a fast food lane for breakfast, and we know that there's a lot of people that do that, Mm -hmm. or maybe you stop to fill up your gas tank and you fill up yourself with Mountain Dew, Mm -hmm. Little Debbie cakes, chips and cheese, you are feeding your chronic inflammation leading to... Mm -hmm. 
possible problems, either in large prostate or one with cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so pretty simple, isn't it? Very if basic. You, you know, mm-hmm. that's it. And we're kind of, you know, been talking earlier about some of the reasons why both men and women have excess estrogens, the herbicides, the pesticides, you know, and you're talking about the alcohol consumption and so forth. It's eating too many uh, processed carbohydrates with the high fructose corn syrup, which is just killer, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, the trans fats along with drinking, you know, again, like you're saying, too much alcohol. And sometimes, you know, Kate and Dar, it's just as simple as a nutrient deficiency, a mineral deficiency, something like zinc. Zinc Mm -hmm. is so commonly deficient in our diets, about 73% of uh, the people, the population, don't even get the minimum amount of zinc that you need for good function. And some of the things that zinc does as far as, you know, testosterone goes and so forth, if we're looking at that whole estrogen testosterone level in men, we know that, you know, zinc is needed to allow the testosterone to bind to the binding site on the cell for testosterone to get the testosterone message into the cell. So if you don't have enough zinc, you're not going to get enough testosterone. The communication is not taking place at that point. Yeah. And then also we know there's a direct link between zinc deficiency and diabetes. Mm -hmm. And they know that when you supplement zinc with people, that uh, hemoglobin A1C, you know, the the better way to determine how well the body is managing blood sugar, that level goes down, showing that you have less of a diabetic or insulin resistant, you know, situation. So, and then mm-hmm. you stop and think that 73% of the population is deficient in zinc. Mm-hmm. And that's in, in, I know that that includes children. So it's like we're setting, you know, before we went on air, we were talking about a little bit about uh, all the young boys mm-hmm. that have actually, they look like they have, you know, men boobs or mm-hmm. whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it goes all the way back to this deficiency of zinc connection. I think so. You know, Dar, because not only do we have that connection we we're just talking about, but we also know that sugar and high fructose corn syrup and so forth, it washes the zinc out of the system. Right. So well, it's like double, double jeopardy that's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. You know, when I was getting ready for the show, I found an, a quote from Dr. Jonathan Wright in you know, he's a pretty well-known MD who kind of specializes in nutrition. And he emphasized the importance of using nutrients to promote prostate health and especially liked and believes zinc. that zinc is a critical nutrient. So it's just not us and Greg saying it. No. It's a lot of other people oh, saying it. And they've yeah. been saying it for years. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're having... Uh, more of an information renaissance now mm-hmm. that a lot of this stuff was done way back in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, you know, and it's just gotten worse like that, too. Mm-hmm. And so some of the symptoms, you know, we talk about this hypertrophy, the swelling, the inflammation of the prostate and so forth. And what are some of the different symptoms? How can a guy recognize it besides, you know, some of the different indications of low testosterone, like we're talking about with the, the sex drive and, and performance and so forth. But what happens is their stream, their urinary stream slows down. You know, I mean, this maybe it's kind of funny, but I remember as a teenage boy, we used to have contests to see who could urinate the furthest. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, yeah. but boys are weird, so yeah. you know, that's the way it goes. And as men get older, that stream slows down more and more, and the prostate is not able to to empty as well. There's a lot of bladder, you know, pressure on it and so forth. And so now another sign of it is men are getting up sometimes three, four, five times a night. Fifteen, I heard. Fifteen. Oh my. 
my. I've had th- two gentlemen wow. as clients. You can't get any sleep at that point. No, they no. can't. And no. you go there and you, and you trickle is all yeah. you do yeah, because there's so much inflammation of the prostate, putting pressure on that bladder and so forth. You know, So you're not, you're not voiding really much of anything, but you're having to get up and, and do it uh, constantly throughout the night. And that, that can set up all kinds of you know, issues with you know, sleep deprivation and, and so on, too. Uh, so what I like people to do, some basic things, you know, mm-hmm. is supplement-wise, because, you know, I'm the supplement guy and yep. so forth. Yep, is the, it. <laughs> <laughs> It's my kind of forte, I guess. It's the ultra-prostagen. I love the ultra-prostagen. It's designed. It has, you know, the palmetto. It has the pumping seed oil. It has the zinc. It has the different amino acids that you know that are uh, appropriate for uh, prostate function. And it basically um, reduces inflammation in the prostate and helps to reduce the conversion of the good testosterone to this, you know, uh, heavy testosterone called dihydrotestosterone. And you need a little bit of that dihydrotestosterone, but you want a very limited amount because it's so strong, so powerful. And it's what causes the irritation, inflammation to the prostate. It also is what causes us men to lose our hair, you know, to to, uh, have, you know, skin problems, acne, and so Mm -hmm. forth as well, too. (laughs) So the ultra-prostagen is designed to keep our testosterone you know, our testosterone as the good beneficial testosterone and reduce that conversion to that more heavy, strong, toxic dihydrotestosterone as well. So is that the Sopimento in that product that helps with that, or is it uh, all the other nutrients too? I mean, they're all in orchestration and so mm-hmm. forth, but the Sopimento is probably one of the biggest players in that whole, mm-hmm. you know, stopping that conversion from occurring. You know, that has okay. been very well documented, you know, too, through the years. So do do you give people do you recommend other things besides ultra prostagen if somebody comes in and they're they really are getting up many times a night to go to the bathroom um what else do you recommend as far as to reduce that inflammation right away as far as you know as fast as you can well, I mean, you know, besides the ultra-prostagen, I love the omega-3 fatty acids in there, too, which we talk about mm-hmm. all the time because they're some of the strongest anti-inflammatory, you know, oils mm-hmm. that we know of, you know. So make sure that they get, you know, plenty of the uh, omega-3 fatty acids. And I don't know if we want to talk now or a little bit later, too. I think uh, doing a product like Estrofactors that mm-hmm. helps to reduce the high estrogens. It basically works with the body's ability to eliminate these heavy, toxic Prostate irritating estrogens as well too. So, okay. ultra prostagen, estrofactors, your omega three oils are the three big ones. Okay, so that gives some people some ideas. So well, we got to take a break okay. here. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I just want to let you know about some classes that we're offering next week in Lakeville, for instance. We've got three great classes for you to attend on Monday. We've got balanced foods for balanced moods. So if you've got a teenager in your house and you know that eating better foods could make him or her feel better and have better moods, bring him or her to the class. The class will be free for the teenager because we're on a two-for-one um, offering right now. That's right. Uh, two people for the price of one. Mm-hmm. That's $25 for both of for Amazing. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, July 3rd, from 9.30 to 12.30, we're offering nutritional solutions for perimenopause and menopause, also in Lakeville. And then in the afternoon, um, I will be teaching Avoiding the Diabetes Epidemic. Learn about blood sugar, how to keep it normal, 
To sign up for any of these classes, call 651-699-3438 or go to our website, weightandwellness.com. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist. I'm here with co-host Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor and educator, and Greg Peterson, co-founder of Nutridine, a company providing professional quality supplements to healthcare pro- providers. You know, we're discussing prostate health. So, Greg, there seems to be some discussion about what is a safe amount of vitamin D. You know, I just had a client the other day that told me some doctor on the Internet is saying not more than 400 IUs or it will increase the risk of prostate cancer. So what's your take on vitamin D? Well, first of all, I'd say the Internet is a double-edged sword. You know, there's great information and there's some just totally erroneous information as well, too. And I think this one falls into the erroneous (laughs) (laughs) category because I've never seen anything like that. You know, as you know, I I consult with doctors from around the country, Mm -hmm. hundreds, if not even thousands at this point. And my uh, people in like in Florida and Southern California, Arizona and so forth that are doing, you know, the, the labs on, the vitamin D labs on their people on a regular basis, they're saying they're lucky if these people are, are into the 20s on their That's levels. That's in the Sun Belt. Those are the Sun Belt, yeah. Okay. And, you know, we know that medically they say a minimum of 30. We think mm-hmm. more optimally 50 to 70 or greater, you know. Right. And so if they're in the 20s like that and they're being hopefully, you know, more exposed to sun than we are in the northern climate, it shows that we're all very vitamin D deficient. As a matter of fact, there was a study that was done at John Hopkins that showed that men living in the sun-drenched southern states have half the risk of prostate cancer compared to men in the low sun exposure northern states. So you can really see how important vitamin D is for prostate health. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. That's yep. a great study. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it really was, too. You know, So I, mean, I think people, a minimum probably, most of the researchers that I follow that I really respect and so forth are saying probably a minimum of 2,000 IUs up to 5,000 IUs per day for the average, you know, particularly Minnesotan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's kind, kind of what we go. say. Yes. Yep. yep. Well, we were talking a lot about inflammation, how to reduce inflammation, especially Mm -hmm. as it pertains to your prostate. And I think, you know, if men are willing to change their eating and drinking habits, then the inflammation really is going to stay in check. But I don't think most men really know what changes need to be made or how to make them. And that's where a lot of times we need a um, nutritional counseling. That's right. You know, a lot of men in their 30s could benefit if you can stop that problem before it gets started. So, you know, if men are following an eating and drinking lifestyle that promotes inflammation, then silent inflammation is going to continue to damage those cells of the prostate. So, and I think that's a, you know, again, we, when we started the show, Kate, I mentioned that more and more men are coming in. Yes. And I think we need to start seeing men in their 30s to start doing some of those changes. Proactively. Yes. Yeah. So, Greg, you just were, I mean, you're in that kind of close to 60, aren't you? Yeah, well, 60 now. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah <laughs> I birthday. hate to admit it, but hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and you just had a checkup? 
Yes. And yeah. your report. Well, yeah. I mean, it was one of those, uh, one of the reasons why I think a lot of us guys don't like to have those checkups was for, you know, a health insurance uh, policy is because they do the digital examination. Uh, no sign of any inflammation of, of the prostate whatsoever. My PCA, you know, prostatic specific antigen test that is one of the things they do to determine prostate health was about zero, you know. Wow. And am I like I mentioned earlier, my dad had prostate problems. So if anything, genetically, there might be some predisposition I would have. Right. So it just kind of goes to show that you don't have to be sixty and have prostate problems. You know, you know, it's uh, uh, it's not an inevitable you know situation. I agree. And I think I know that you occasionally have a glass of wine. Oh yeah. yeah. But you, you, so you're not totally. And you do probably eat a steak once in a while. Oh sure, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but probably like grass-fed steak. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the good stuff, as they say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we before we had a couple of callers that didn't mm-hmm. you know stay on the line, but they had a lot of a couple of questions about what we should do. And I think, Greg, one of the Metagenics products that I frequently recommend to men and women is Estrofactors, and you mentioned mm-hmm. it before. And I understand, the way I understand, estrofactors contain nutrients that help metabolize and, and detox excess estrogens. So yeah. you want to talk a little bit more about who might use estrofactors. And um, I mean, I, I use it a lot for women. Mm-hmm. Well, especially like endometriosis or, or, or anybody who's just, you know, has excess estrogen. But yeah. you can use it for men, too. Absolutely. You know, when you say estrofactors, sometimes it sounds a bit feminine, you know, the, the, yes. the title, <laughs> which is something we have to overcome. Uh, but it is, you know, because we're just bringing out that the excess estrogen situation is as much of a problem with men and prostate health and prostate cancer and all the different, you know, sexual functions as it is a concern with women, you know, mm-hmm. they have excess amount of these toxic estrogens that, you know, you know, related to breast cancer and ovarian cancers and so on too. So, you know, the estrofactors basically is designed to help our liver because the liver is what processes toxins and, and estrogens and hormones and so forth as well. So the estrofactors helps that liver basically to eliminate these heavy, toxic, unhealthy estrogens through the urine, basically, mm-hmm. but also helps to kind of reassemble the estrogens into healthier, milder estrogens that can be recirculated, you know, and do their healthy thing. Because, you know, the estrogens in men are important for cardiovascular health, you right. know, for our bone health, you know, for brain function and so forth, too. So it isn't like estrogen is always the bad person. You know, no, it's just mm-hmm. those toxic estrogens. The toxic mm-hmm. ones, yeah, right. particularly the environmental, you know, mm-hmm. mimics, uh, estrogen mimics, basically. Right. So, Kate, should we take a caller? We have a caller. Okay. Tammy's got a question about gluten. Oh, okay. okay. All right, Tammy. Welcome oh, to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi, my son is six years old and he's gluten-free. His name is Vincent and he has a question for you, okay? Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. So you Hi. have a question for us. Um, can't quite hear you. Could no. you try it again? Why um, why can't people make gluten good for you? Why <laughs> is it bad for you? <laughs> well, because, I mean, and help me out a little bit, yeah. Kate, with this one, is gluten comes from grains that in the past, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, they were healthy for us. 
But the way people are doing their farming now, they've changed the way the wheat and the other gluten grains are grown. So now they are toxic for most people or harmful for most people. And that's simply what it is. And it's not everyone that that it, it, they're not healthy for, but a big percentage of the population, um, anywhere from 30 to 50 percent, half of us cannot really tolerate gluten very well. And I know my granddaughter this this week at the camp, oh. you know, she's gluten sensitive. So, but I think she was sneaking some chocolate chip, chip cookies, cookies there and she would come home with a tummy ache. Oh, yeah. well, you know, and that's just one symptom. But there's lots of other symptoms that lots happen. Lots of, yeah. So yeah. I hope that answered your question, and thanks for calling in. So should we get back to our... Yep. Um, you know, we were talking kind of about a, a protocol, how to, how to reduce this um, prostate inflammation using the ultra mm. prostagen. You know, how much, Greg? You, you know what? Hold on that oh, one. Because, yes. you know, looking at the clock, Kate... <laughs> it's time, time again. It is. It's that <laughs> break time again. So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Have you ever noticed that every time you fall off your good eating plan and indulge in a little candy, ice cream, pancakes, or cookies, that silent inflammation starts banging on your knees or your back? Well, this is the concept we teach in our class, Foods to Reduce Pain and Inflammation. And we're teaching that class Wednesday night in Wyzetta. It's also a part of our two-for-one special. Two people can come to class for the price of one. Only $25 for two people. And yes, we've got air conditioning. Safer than a movie. No popcorn. (laughs) Sign up by calling us at 651-699-3438 or register online at weightandwellness.com. We'll be right back. If you want to feel better, you want to have more energy, You want to sleep through the night, feel less achy, improve your digestion and your moods. Look at nutrition. Good nutrition can change all of those things, and the educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness want to help you. They do this with their weight and wellness classes. It's a series of six classes. You can learn so much about your body and how to properly fuel your body. Did you know that poor nutrition is related to more than 90% of all health conditions? Learn how to properly run your body. The educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you through the weight and wellness classes. Right now, if you register with a friend or family member, you'll each get $25 off. Classes are taught at Nutritional Weight and Wellness offices and many other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am so pleased that now we have a full staff of well-trained nutritionists and dietitians that are available by phone, by Skype, or in person to help you with your nutritional needs. You know, what you eat and drink has such a long-term powerful influence on your health. Changes for most people don't come easy. And I have come to realize if I'm going to maintain an active lifestyle, I need to have a trainer or a class, or sometimes it takes both. Oh, yeah. You know, I've got the nutrition part down, but I still need encouragement for exercise. And so my goal is to be an active, productive person for another 20 years. You know, I know it takes commitment and it takes daily commitment to my own health 
to be all that I want to be for as long as I want. And that is the is truth. going yeah. to be for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we with everything? We were talking. Kate, do you know where we are? Well, um, I think we were talking a little bit about uh, uh, protocols for reducing inflammation and prostate problems. And Greg, you had mentioned a product, Ultra Progestogen. Um, how much? What else? Well, there's kind of three I think we want to look at is that ultraprostogen is my, my top one. Yeah. And between like three to six a day, depending on how severe the symptoms are of the mm-hmm. person, um, or sometimes they don't respond as well at the lower dosage, we like to have a range so that we can increase it to a dosage that might be saturating in their system and you know reduce the prostate problems. So that's number one. Number two is estrofactors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, about three a day is mm-hmm. the the dosage, and that's one that's going to be involved in in helping the body to eliminate these toxic, you know, uh, prostate irritating estrogens, basically. And then I love the omega um, three, omega six fatty acids um, as well. In, in those cases too, mm-hmm. they seem like they really help to modulate some of the inflammation and and uh, Im- improve prostate health. So those are my my three biggies. Yep. And then I like to, in the morning, uh, do a estrogen detox drink. You I know, know you do. Talk about <laughs> that. Share that. Yeah. What's I that? I did that this morning, you know, as well. And I start out with a, uh, uh, they call it actually a medical food because we can call it medical food because we have shown the research that documents that it will improve estrogen detoxification. And so it's called Estrium, mm-hmm. you know, E-S-T-R-I-U-M. And it's a, like a powdered version of estrogen factors. Okay. You know. Right. Uh, so it goes nicely into a drink. Um, mm-hmm. I put a couple of scoops of that into the, the drink. Uh, I also put in a scoop of uh, the Dynamic Greens. That's our plant-based you know, nutrient product. And they taste great. Oh, yep. Phenomenal. My ch- you know. grandchildren love them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is. I have my little, my granddaughters dogging me all the time when they come over and they call it, you know, their protein drink. Yes. Yeah, like, Grandpa, make me a protein drink, you know, yeah. and they're three and eight. So they're, they're youngins as yes. well. And so I'll, I'll put a scoop of that in there, put some blueberries in, I'll put a little bit of whey protein to boost up the protein content. I sometimes also add like a little bit of a cashew butter and so forth, because mm. as we've talked before in the programs, you know, that good fat basically helps the whole thing to, to burn a little bit slower so that I'm really good to go with that drink until you know noon and so forth wow. with it. Um, but put that together, drink that. I had kind of an interesting story on that, and I know we're running low on time, but very quickly I had um, a young couple, you know, a guy and a gal that were in their early 20s that they were starting to run. They could run a mile was about mm-hmm. it before they fatigued. They started doing this drink in the morning. Yes. They could run five miles. Wow. Now, she told this to me, you know, directly, so I, I'm, I'm getting oh. the facts right. <laughs> then they, they backed off the program, you know, like so many times you end up doing, they went back down to one mile only they could do, got back on the morning drink, back up to five miles running again. Wow. It's amazing what it does for that the energy yep. recovery. And know. it tastes good. That's mm-hmm. Yeah, it does yes. taste great. You know, and there's, you know, you could do a slightly different approach. Um, I, a lot of times, encourage men to eat more green type vegetables mm-hmm. to detox that estrogen. So, you know, good vegetables for detoxing are things like broccoli and Brussels sprouts. I'm sure you do this too, Greg. Mm-hmm. Spinach and kale and cabbage. Um, and I encourage them also to eat organic foods if possible, grass-fed meat when they can, but especially to stay away from sugar and especially the high fructose corn syrup. 
Um, I can share a little study about cancer. Yep, I think that's great. I think people need to know this stuff. Yes. This was a, a, a study that was done in 2010, uh, conducted at the University of California, and it found that when human pancreatic cells were exposed to a solution of pure glucose or pure fructose, both glucose and fructose could be used for energy. Right. However... The fructose was the one that supplied significant quantities of the building materials to make tumors grow. So you're saying, you know, you drink your Mountain Dew full of fructose. You're going to get increased tumor growth. Okay. So um, lots of fructose in the diet creates the perfect environment for cancer growth then. So which brings us to prostate cancer. Uh-huh. You know, this past Thursday, July 19th, 2012, an article was written in the St. Paul Pioneer Press entitled, Study Challenges Value of Prostate Cancer Surgery. And hmm. the researcher from the VA hospital in Minneapolis said that the news, new results clearly showed that an approach to prostate cancer called observation or watchful waiting made sense. He went on to say 90% of men will you know, with prostate cancer, will not die from prostate cancer. And and uh-huh. surgery is very unlikely to prevent death, but, but. it subject, subject, subjects patients to very serious and frequent harms. So cancer is not the solution for this. It, I mean, surgery. I mean, surgery is not yeah. the solution to prostate cancer. It's that's, what they're, that, that, that's what that's the study what is saying. That's what that article saying. is saying, yeah. And again, going back to what Kate was saying earlier, you know, be on an anti-inflammatory you know diet, and, and we've talked about that a lot in the past, and so forth. And you know, your lifestyle factors, the nutrients that you take, you want them to contain high amounts of antioxidants. You know, like the dynamic greens would be good, and some of these different other nutrients we've talked about, uh, things like you know, zinc, carotenoids, vitamin E, vitamin D, and selenium. One uh, carotenoid in particular is leukopene, Mm -hmm. lycopene. And um, that's been talked about Mm -hmm. quite a bit with prostate types of problems and so forth, too. Right. And the research on that carotenoid shows that it uh, improves uh, the cell communication in the body to identify these prostate cancer cells and kill them. You know, it goes Hmm. through this apoptosis, you know, um, which is the identification and the killing of an abnormal cell like cancer. Uh, so it's a very uh, powerful for prostate cancers in general. Uh, you think of like tomatoes, watermelon, and so forth, you know, for good lycopene, you know, content. And then also another one I love, you know, dar is selenium. That's been shown to reduce prostate cancer by 63%. Wow. Isn't that amazing? You know, or you could consume those cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and bro- Brussels sprouts or cabbage and spinach and reduce prostate risk by 41% too. So, Kate, I don't know if we have time yet. Do we have time? Because Greg, I had no. I had a um, call. I had a client that asked me because we know that if you can keep your testosterone level up, it reduces the inflammation and reduces your risk of of cancer. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is a gentleman that had been on testosterone shots. Okay. And then some side effects, and I can't remember the side effects, but decided has not been using them. And so he wanted to know, how do you increase your testosterone level naturally? Naturally. And I thought maybe, because I think a lot of men are wondering that, and I thought maybe we could get to that before 
we close, we out. close out today. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think that there's um, a good way you can do that. And it's a little bit, you know, we're talking about earlier the tribostan, and that's an herbal compound that basically enhances the ability of the body to recognize the need for producing, you know, testosterone and, and doing that. You know, so I would look at that along with the ester factors, getting that estrogen level down and so mm-hmm. forth, because. When the estrogen levels come down, it's known that the body recognizes a need to increase, you know, the testosterone levels as well with those those uh, people. And That's then, um, yeah, those are my two main ones, the antioxidants. Um, I don't know if you had some ideas on that, too. Well, but, I think uh, the other thing is keeping your sugar level down, mm-hmm. keeping that, you know, the processed carbs out of your diet, mm-hmm. yes. keeping the alcohol down, mm-hmm. all those things. I think this was a great show, and I hope thank a lot you, of men being were here. listening. Thank you. And thank you, Greg. We appreciate Close it. Gas. It yep, is. It is. <laughs> great. Thanks, Kate. Have a wonderful weekend. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.